From the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Killian. The Board of Governors voted with some opposition to promote the greater use of remote technology for some routine criminal matters. Jim Ash has more. Yeah, the Criminal Procedure Rules Committee approved the proposed amendment to Rule 3.116 earlier this year. The board voted 34 to 10 to recommend acceptance, which means it goes next to the Supreme Court for a final determination. The proposed amendment would require a judge to permit the use of communications technology for non-evidentiary hearings that last 30 minutes or less, absent a showing of good cause. The Florida Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers has been calling for the rule change for more than a year. They say judges are not granting them the same access to remote hearings that civil practitioners have. The Florida Conference of Circuit Judges says the proposed rule is neither wise nor feasible. Judges listed many concerns in a letter to the board. Remote hearings would discourage last-minute pleas, prevent police from serving warrants, and disrupt specialty courts that depend on in-person appearances, just to name a few. And it's up to the Supreme Court now to sort out the competing views. Bay Area Legal Services launched Foster Power, a free comprehensive app and website designed to help Florida's foster youth access vital information about the benefits, protections, and legal rights they have. Roanne Batar has more. There are more than 20,000 children in Florida's child welfare system, and Foster Power aims to provide them with the information they need to know in a more streamlined and accessible way. Pro bono attorneys and law students dedicated hundreds of hours to researching and compiling the law, whereupon Foster Power creator Taylor Sartor rephrased laws and regulations into approachable terminology for young people navigating the complex world of foster care. The platform categorizes the digestive information based on a menu of common topics such as independent living benefits, medical health, education, the court process, placement, protections for LGBTQ plus youth, and monetary allowance. The app and website also provides a collection of short-form video content featuring real people who have been through foster care so that kids are provided information from sources they trust. Sartor, a staff attorney at Bay Area Legal Services, said when foster kids know about the care they are entitled to, they can become empowered and be their own advocates. Sartor envisions fosterpower.org growing nationwide and hopes other lawyers will bring the platform to their states. May is actually National Foster Care Month. The Board of Governors is hoping to keep Florida lawyers ahead of the curve when it comes to technology. On Friday, the board voted unanimously to approve three new committees. Jim? Yeah, the board approved a board committee on artificial intelligence tools and resources and a standing committee on cybersecurity and privacy law. The third, a standing committee on mentoring new lawyers, evolved from a special committee President Gary Lesser formed a year ago. President-elect Scott Westheimer says AI is developing so rapidly that the bar needs to address it now rather than later. Westheimer said the mission will be wide open to address all aspects of AI and its impact on the profession. The Cybersecurity Committee will have technical experts and work with all areas of the bar, Westheimer says. Experts say lawyers are a prime target for ransomware attacks. The Mentoring Committee will oversee the launch of Council to Council, a program that uses a digital platform to match beginning and experienced lawyers. 
Council to Council launches in June at the annual convention when Lesser turns over the reins to Westheimer. Fourteen first-year law students comprising the inaugural class of the Jacksonville University's College of Law recently took their final exam cementing a banner opening year for the new school. Our Patrick Farguson sat down with the college's dean, Nick Allard, and several students who say the local bench and bar support has been terrific. Mark, when JU Law opened last August, it became the 12th law school in Florida and the first to open in more than 20 years. Dean Allard said the new law school is completely intertwined with the university and with the bench and the bar and gets a lot from those institutions. Allard says the synergy sets the school apart and gives them a competitive advantage. First-year student Alex Wicks praised the local bar and noted the Jacksonville Bar Association gave each of his classmates a complimentary membership. Marissa Matarazzi and Orange Park native said that Northeast Florida needs a good legal community and the local bar has been extremely welcoming and her classmates feel their support. Dean Allard says the new school has begun the ABA accreditation process and hopes to obtain provisional status by the time the inaugural class is ready to graduate. Allard said he scheduled the earliest possible site visit of the ABA in October and that, quote, we're very much on track. For more on these and other stories of interest to the legal profession, visit floridabar.org slash news. For Jim Ash, Patrick Farguson, Roanne Batar, and our producer, Clay Shaw, I'm Mark Killian. (laughs) 